Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our study in 1 Peter, we're in chapter 2, verses 11 and 12. So Christian, how do you put a stop to foolish accusations? And the answer is be a well-behaved, sin-hating stranger. As a stranger and alien or like a refugee, we are all living in a hostile nation that just simply does not understand us. The people in Peter's day were falsely accused of rebellion because they were calling the Lord king instead of Nero. They were falsely accused of immorality where there was confusion concerning loving one another in the love feast, confusion regarding even cannibalism, and that was a misunderstanding about the Lord's Supper, and then of course of division, believers and unbelievers in the same family. All these issues were simply misunderstanding. Uh, Peter did not ask the young believers to defend themselves, but to live such a loving, submissive, and godly life that those opposing them would have nothing evil to say about them. Our study of 1 Peter 2, uh, 11 and 12, is actually a study, it's kind of like a bridge in the middle of 1 Peter. Uh, this verse, it bridges between what we are and have in Christ and what we should do and be for Christ. For instance, 1 Peter 1, chapter 1 to verse 10 of chapter 2, teaches us about our standing in Christ and all the privileges associated with our identification with him. Then in 1 Peter 2, verse 13, to the end of the book, shares our responsibilities in areas of submission and love, witness, holiness, and godliness. You know, Paul did the same thing when he wrote to the Romans and the Ephesians. Romans 1 through 11 give the wherefore, the doctrine, and then chapters 12 to 16 teach us the therefore, the practical application. Ephesians 1 through 3 teach us what it means to be in Christ. And then chapters 4 through 6 encourage us to be like Christ. Even though Peter and Paul wrote these epistles, it was the Holy Spirit of God that inspired and moved them to write what they wrote. With this in mind, God has a purpose in emphasizing doctrine first and the practical application second in Romans, Ephesians, and 1 Peter. By the way, let's never get critical and unbalanced and preach or teach one without the other. Both extremes are dangerous. Strong Bible teaching should always be accompanied by solid Bible application. Doctrine without application could give us big heads and little hearts. Application without doctrine could result in full hearts and empty heads. Peter addressed these scattered believers as dearly beloved friends. He was saying, the world hates you. But to me and God, you are dearly loved. He also calls them strangers and pilgrims, or what we would call today refugees. Forced to live in a new country, these strangers and pilgrims knew they were not at home and did not really belong. You and I should never feel at home in this world and in this world system that we live in. It is anti-God, anti-morals, anti-absolutes, and anti-Christ. It is simply against anything God is for. We, we cannot isolate ourselves from the world, but we can insulate ourselves by choosing not to love what it has to offer. So, as well-loved but often misunderstood refugees in a strange land, how can we stop foolish accusations leveled against us? Peter tells us there's both a positive and a negative approach to maintaining a testimony or reputation that cannot be attacked or misrepresented. As Christians, we must be known for both our abstinence and also our excellence. Negative, abstain 
from fleshly lust which war against the soul. Total abstinence is the only way to deal with fleshly lust. Our flesh is consumed with evil desires, and if left alone, will soon self-destruct. Abstain means more than just stopping or quitting. It has the idea of holding yourself away from, avoiding, or, or keeping your distance from the intense temptations. Don't just stay away from sin. Stay away from temptation. Make it hard to sin and easy to do right. Let me say that again. Make it hard to sin and easy to do right. Fleshly lusts are constantly warring against us. Satan has formed an army of lusts that infiltrate our hearts and seek to annihilate us from the inside out. Fleshly lusts are not friends, but they're enemies. If you have time, study the many squadrons of lust that God warns against. Now, on the positive side, excellent behavior is another way of saying honest conversation. Conversation was a common word in the 15th century and meant conduct or lifestyle. It is a way you live both in private and in public. Honest is a colorful word meaning honorable, precious, surpassing, commendable, or excellent. When unbelievers attack your character and accuse you of being evildoers, you can parry their attack with good works which they see, or more literally, become eyewitnesses of. What would unbelievers put in the 11 o'clock eyewitness news in regard to your life? We normally hear of all the crimes and the shootings and the thefts. Could you imagine a full report on Fox News about someone's kindness, graciousness, love, and forgiveness towards someone who maybe embezzled their money or attacked their family? By the way, even unbelievers will glorify God in the day of visitation. Every man will receive a visit from God, either a visit of joy or a visit of judgment. Some are looking forward to his visit and some are dreading it. For some, it will be the beginning of a new life. For others, it will be the end of life as they know it and the beginning of a life of punishment. Believers, keep living a life of abstinence and excellence. And someday, even unbelievers will see that you are right. Hey, our time's up for today. I hope this was, again, encouraging today. And we hope to see you in the next couple days as we continue to meditate on this wonderful book of the Bible. But again, our time's up, but I hope today you have a good day.